0: Welcome to this week's edition on the DM pod. Can't wait for you all to listen to one of my favorite people. When he agreed to do the podcast, I was elated and couldn't wait to release this episode. Steve and I recorded this a while ago, so please enjoy. Do not forget to hit subscribe and leave a review. Welcome to another episode of the Duan Marrero Podcast. I'm your host, DeWan Marrero. Joining me this week is a longtime columnist, someone who covered me while I was coming up in grassroots basketball, the one and only Steve Hanlon. Pleasure to have you on the podcast, Steve. How's life been treating you?
1: All right. How's it going, Rico?
0: It's, it's been a minute since our since we last like actually spoke to each other quite some time, and I've been trying to get a hold of your email. I actually called WJOB looking for you. And I was looking everywhere for your new email on Twitter, but it wasn't nowhere to be found.
1: Yeah, yeah. What is a podcast? I'm old.
0: Okay, podcast basically. Um, I'm pretty, kidding. I oh, was kidding. Okay, <laughs> you got me. So I was really about to explain. It to you. is this your first podcast, or you've been on one um, before?
1: Um, I, I think I did something like this a few times here and there, but uh, I like I'm old school. We used to chisel our stories into rocks. Oh, okay. So podcasts, Facebook, all that. You know, right. I'm a it's uh, i'm kind of old for you're that. a huge blogger too um i so. tweet um i don't blog that much i blogged a little bit for job uh, i tweet when i can um write one column a week for job okay. um and uh you know still love region sports there's no there you doubt about
0: it. that you no know, absolutely before we really dive into it i know a lot of. Uh, my consistent listeners, they're probably wondering, like, who is Steve Hanlon? Because I normally have my teammates or former teammates and just a lot of local people around Gary. So if you could just talk about who is Steve Hanlon um, okay. and, and, you know, what you have did successfully in the past to where you are today.
1: All right. Yeah. Uh, for 28 years plus, I covered sports in the region as well as Indianapolis. I was at the Times for 25 years and I was at the Indianapolis Star for four-ish, right around there. Uh, I got to see basketball, football, you know, just absolutely love it. Uh, I don't see it as much as I once did. Uh, I have a daughter who's a senior. She actually has a sectional game tomorrow night. And oh, nice. It's a tough one, so I've been seeing her games, which has been nice. And then my oldest daughter, Marley Grace is in high school, my oldest daughter, plays uh, softball at UIC
0: and their season starts in a week so uh, she's a pitcher so love it Oh, How was your times at the time since you've been doing it for over two decades? Which week? Uh, (laughs) You have to answer that one
1: (laughs) Uh, You know it's kind of a roller coaster ride Um, you know most of the time it was very enjoyable I loved what I did but like anything there's highs there's lows and it just came to a place for me and the rest of the staff where we you know it's time to do something else sure. so uh last year i I taught at hammond Eggers uh middle school, and that was really tough uh I didn't like my daughters when they were seventh graders okay. so right uh and now I'm at twenty first century in gary uh teaching writing and English to high school kids and I'm really enjoying it uh They've got a really good basketball team over there. I uh, got to meet a lot of the guys, got to know them, I have several of them
0: in my class. And then I write once a week for J-O-B. So, yeah, that's, that's about That's pretty awesome. Who are some of the people who influenced you or have you looked up to as a, as a columnist? Hmm, that's interesting. I kind of, I obviously, as a kid, this is
1: for the podcasters out right. there. You probably don't read the newspaper. I read it every D- day. Digitally. I, I just, right.
0: just so I keep up with the region sports.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I read it every day, and it hooked me into sports. I always loved athletics, and uh, I grew up in Crown Point, and uh, I started going to all the high school games and just fell in love with it. And, uh, you know, as I got to get into the press box and cover it, uh, getting the great coaches, great players, outstanding teams, watching the stories they told was awesome. So.
0: How, how, so, obviously, when I try to get interviews, I get sometimes rejection. How do you deal with that?
1: Um, if you re-
0: if you ever did get rejected?
1: You know, it happened a handful of times. When pr- I probably wrote 10,000-plus stories. I've never done the math. <laughs> I made a couple errors here or there that really... Or had an opinion um, that someone did not like. They wouldn't speak to me for six months. Um, so, you know, you just... The way... The times was, if somebody wouldn't talk to you, there were 500 other people who would. So you would just kind of dance around it until you had a chance to restore the relationship you had. Okay. Um, so, but that didn't happen very often. What are some of the challenges you face as a columnist? Uh, deadlines, that yeah. was probably the worst. Uh, they kept getting, when I started, it seemed like 1045 was the deadline. That's the number in my head. Mm-hmm. By the time I left, it was a quarter after nine. When games are getting over at nine o'clock, you got 15 minutes. So towards the end, you had to write like half your story about the first half, write it up, and then just top it off with what happened. And uh, I, I was pretty good at it, but it was stressful,
0: certainly. Do you have to be like in a creative zone to obviously meet your deadline? Because for me, when I do like write, I have to be in a zone. Or sometimes I could hit a wall at a certain time of the day. Has that ever I think occurred when you, to you?
1: I think when you
0: write every
1: when, back when I was writing mm. every day, you, you couldn't there was. I know what you're saying, right? But on deadline, you you didn't have time to have a writer's block, and okay. you did it so often. I think most of us who did it got pretty good at it, right? Um, I think my best stories were not the game stories, the ones you spent a week on and talked to a lot of people. Mm. You know, I, I, I won so many awards through the years. The the ones that got the highest ranking were ones I had time to work on. What were some of the awards, if you don't
0: mind sharing? Oh, not
1: at all. Um, the Corky Lamb Award, it okay. sounds like a punchline, but it's not. <laughs> he was a great writer in Indianapolis, Okay. and the State Sports Writers Association gave it to me when I was in Indy. Top sports writer in the state. Um, it was funny, three of my last four years at the Times, I was a finalist and a winner, Chicagoland Headline Club. Sweet. And then the APSE, Associated Press Sports Editors, three out of four years, a top 10 national writer. Um, so, you know, it, it it's very You didn't do it to get those awards, but when you got them, it was nice.
0: No, that's that's really all. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, Obviously, region hoops is much different than it was back when I was playing and before I was playing. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah. um, To me, I think the players are similar. Like back when you were playing, it's up and down. Some Mm -hmm. years you got seven D1s in the area. Some years you got 10 really good high school players that are going to go D2. Mm -hmm. I didn't care. Obviously, the elites were fun to watch. But look at Munster High School, and they had several Division One players. Right. But the the way that the Mustangs played, I'd watch them any day of the week.
0: Hackett makes sure they are tight knit group, and they play very consistent. They have like the Belichick like <laughs> system over there when with Hackett. I mean, his teams yeah, win, no doubt. And, and you know, if you go against Munster, it's going to be a ball game, no doubt. Yeah. So,
1: I, to me, the biggest difference, and I this isn't nailed in stone, but Uh, crowd the crowds not what they were when i started um i wrote this a couple times the six dollar ticket for a high school kid is a lot of money i've seen student sections decrease six bucks can be a lot for a family you have five people in your family 30 bucks to get in
0: for a high school game and And then and the competition isn't what you would expect paying 30 bucks for a family just <laughs> and to then put you it go like to that. the
1: concession stand and you're over 50 yeah and so i i wrote a couple of years ago they need to drop it back down to four bucks yeah and for students a couple bucks hell
0: i i went to see uh Bo Patton in Maryville play against portage and i paid six bucks i was like okay I'm, i'll pay the six bucks <laughs> Um, and then I went to go see West Side versus East Chicago. That was another six. So I'm like, my third game I went to see the Region Hoops, uh, which was Hammond versus Calumet. I said I'm media <laughs> because I I forbid myself from paying twelve bucks going on eighteen dollars for a high school game, so that the competition isn't what it used to be, in my opinion. And so now I'm media because I have the podcast and obviously I was there so I can interview the coach yeah. the next day, yeah. which was a fantastic ball game because Calumet has uh, this freshman, Ashton Williamson who is really nice and I'm looking forward to follow throughout his uh, high school career. Awesome. And Hammond's a top uh, basketball team right now in Northwestern. Yeah, Larry's Indiana.
1: got it going. He does, phenomenal.
0: And I was so happy that he took time out to let me interview him and that was our first time having an in-depth conversation. Yeah,
1: but believe me, uh, Dewan. Many times people would come by the press once it went to six bucks and just hey, this is killing me. I don't know how you know the right. cost. You go to twenty games, it's a hundred and twenty bucks. It's almost a bill. It's a lot if you bring people you know and that you know. So uh, the IHSA did it first, if my memory's right, for the postseason, and they have to make money. I understand that, but um, then the schools followed suit. And it it has hurt, I think, the fan attendance, and definitely for high school students, uh, they don't have 120 bucks laying around. A lot of them, right? So they choose to do something else, and that hurts the game, in my opinion.
0: So the obviously, Maryville has their their crowd with the alumni and people still come, but it was less students. Yeah, I saw West Side. It was probably 75 percent of people who went there in the past and mm-hmm. a very small amount of kids. But I I remember me growing up going to a Westside varsity game for a... It was very crowded, hard to get a seat. You had to get there early. Yeah. And now it's just really different. Um, So maybe it's that wave where it will... This upcoming decade, it will get back to what it used to be.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the changes have to come and ticket prices is something I would do. Speaking of the IHSA... Hmm. I want to ask you a question because sure. when i not long after I first met you, God, what was the year two thousand nine I was a freshman the yeah. Triton yeah. incident what was it like for those who don't remember Dewan and Bowman uh, Dewan got two technicals in the regional opener semifinal, which he, at that time two technicals meant he couldn't play in the championship and Bowman lost to uh Triton, Triton right? yep. by a point or two. Two. Yeah. I remember vividly, yeah. Two. in the regional final. And I had to write I wasn't at the game, but I started writing stories about it and I found out that the National Association of High Schools had had made a ruling the summer before that hitting the backboard was no longer a technical, but the IHSA didn't follow their rules. Where, when they used to. Oh, wow. What was that? I mean, I wrote about it. Right. It's been so long. Right. He probably, but what was that like going through that as a 14-year-old kid?
0: Um, well, Marvin was like, you know, everything's going to be all right, Rico, because Marvin, was, he was a father figure, huge influence in my life. Rest his soul. Um, I was devastated. I was like, I couldn't believe in the backboard was a technical foul, for one, and hanging on a rim. That was another technical foul, so I was really confused. I I thought I was going to be able to play. I thought we were going to be able to rally through that, but it was an eye-opener about how life can be and life will not always go in your favor. So that was my trial entering the real world now. Like, if adversity hits me, I go back to where someone took something from me and they will do that if you let them for the rest of your life, so. For the
1: youngsters out there, this is just an old guy. That's what you do when you know a, a bucket of you know what right. gets dropped on you. Uh, you can pout and cry and get angry, and I'm sure you were angry, yeah. but use it as a springboard for the next year because I, I remember Marvin Ray the next year at Triton, hanging on the rim and slapping the backboard after you guys yeah. won, and then you went on and won the state title. How good did that feel it felt, after the it year? It
0: felt, it felt really good. That's who Marvin was. He was a rebel, but he wanted the best for his kids, and he wanted to make sure that we will be back multiple times. And it wasn't just with my team. He did it with another team and another team. Yeah. And that's who Marvin was. He took pride in northwest Indiana, being from Gary, Indiana, Because he went to Roosevelt, Valley Victoria, and went to Purdue and got his engineering degree. So he's very smart. He could have been, did something else outside of basketball, but that's who he was. Um, And like I said, I remember it like it was yesterday because I keep those photos um, up online on Facebook anytime I want to go back. So, And I
1: just remember I was there when you guys won, and it wasn't just you that went through that. Your whole team. Yeah. The joy when you guys were on that floor—I'll never forget it.
0: Because Every, I... everyone was emotional. Everyone was—it was, it was like, I've never seen anything like that. But those guys, I tip my hats off to them because they sacrificed a lot for me, Steve. Mm-hmm. Those guys were much older. A lot of coaches couldn't recruit them because they were either in their last year or two years left. Mm-hmm. But they were looking for younger guys, four-year guys, mm-hmm. and that was me, a couple like Elijah Ray. So those guys tipped their like really sacrificed for me. And it was very humbling to see that now that I'm older, 26 and like 12 years down, the line, I'm like, wow, that was a sacrifice those guys yeah. did for me.
1: But it was just because I, and I wrote it mm-hmm. for those who remember multiple times, I thought you guys got screwed. Sure. Uh, sure. And uh, to, you know, it's not the only time, right. you know, other teams and coaches and this and that have been screwed by those in power. And it's just great when somebody can come back and say, "Yeah, you can't do it to us this
0: time." Not that, not the, the the ambition was like we're going to work already for next year. Mm-hmm. And I believe we only lost three games that year. That when I got those two technos, that was the only game we lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we came back and and lost only three. <laughs> right. And we went up two a. No, well, we your won first 1A. one. One a, yeah, one yeah, a, and then 2010 we won. We came back on Russell Bird, Blackhawk Christian. We almost lost. Mm-hmm. We were like down 12 or 14 points, and we rallied back. That was a really emotional game. Um, and then we w- end up going down state and winning by 20 points. Yeah, yeah. No, it was fun. And, and then was... going back down state 2012, playing against Yogi Fair and Trey. Those guys were ready. My team was very young and experienced, but they got a hell of a ride down I 65. Yeah,
1: um, I remember in your gym. Uh, Marvin on Wednesday or something telling me the game plan, and I was like, Oh, please don't. He won because you guys had pressed everybody right the whole year, and I just knew you can't press Yogi, right? And Marvin went with his heart, but Yogi just got through the press and open, hit a wide open. They hit 23s, they They hit 23s. They he would just get three guys on him and throw a pass, and they would hit a three. That was a game record, state
0: record on us. How many threes, and yeah, that was. it was a remarkable career. We no went doubt. twelve and twelve that year, by the way. Twelve. And, I didn't remember. Yeah, that. I twelve and twelve. We didn't supposed to make it, but I like I knew that my last year at least I had to go out with a bang and show these guys that it's possible to make it downstate. And then that's you know how Marvin had us, and we're a tight knit group to this day, Man, all of us.
1: Well, tell the next time you run into him, tell him the old guy with the funky hat said hello Uh, because i love that team uh, i
0: I appreciate it steve and i thank you for covering us uh, now that i'm older and wiser and obviously i have a great dialogue with you except you know you were always interviewing me and i'll answer your questions yeah Uh, i
1: think the first year you you were kind of nervous at first but by the your senior year i think i i came to your uh, signing right and we 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 talked for 20 minutes and it was like buddies, almost. Oh, you know, it like cool. now, like now, like I
0: said, I hunt you down. <laughs> um, wrapping things up, Steve. Um, what's your favorite pizza?
1: Boy, that is like. You know, I I worked at the Indy Star for four years, and I was like, I don't want to bring up drugs, but I was like a heroin addict who okay. couldn't find his. You know yeah. There was nothing down there. They they did a thing, where. Uh, I think it was Domino's was voted the number one pizza in Indy. Wow! And Domino's is fine if you're in a hurry. Sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, I would okay. uh Aurelio's. Those are outstanding. Um, what's the place in Maribel on Broadway? Uh, it's right by Maribel High School. It's a little restaurant. Little Caesars no no it's an actual restaurant bar i am blanking on it I okay
0: oh uh, it has the old gary recipe uh i can't think of it yeah i had a it, i had a wall too the only thing i think of is giordano's deep dish because it's in, it's in shareville right now so yeah. it's very i mean i stand in gary but if i wanted some deep dish pizza i don't mind driving 20 minutes
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and with my daughter in chicago we go up there Right. More than once. Okay. And uh, there's great pizza in Chicago. I, I'm still a region guy. I like yeah. the thin, greasy pizza oh, okay. that this area has. House of Pizza in Hammond is very good.
0: I've I've been there when I was little.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, there, I honestly, I've stopped at a gas station up here i <laughs> got got a really good pie you know while i got some motor oil okay so, there you go there you go it's the pizza up here is four stars no doubt
0: okay well there you have it you guys the one and only steve hamlin i appreciate you steve for coming on the pod and just giving a little bit of insight and in your humor on a oh, podcast it's, yeah. it's a blast yeah
1: no no i enjoyed it very much re- reliving the old days and hopefully both of us have some great things in the future and uh
0: when do you go back uh overseas right now i'm getting ready to uh head over probably to puerto rico they had two earthquakes Oh yeah. um so on a business they we're trying to figure out things um other than that i plan on being in europe next fall okay. doing a full month grind and so that's about it um so well i'm glad you're home thank you and it's just great to see you buddy okay You guys, do not forget to subscribe and leave a review um, every Thursday, releasing content. I appreciate you guys for always listening and tuning in. Stay tuned for next week. We are back. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with my guy, Steve. I truly do appreciate him coming on a podcast and giving some insight about his journey as a columnist and in higher education. You guys, do not forget to hit subscribe and leave a review. Stay tuned for next week and stay healthy out here, guys. Peace.